Okay, so today we're looking at Batman number 12, the August-September issue, published in 1942. And we're looking at the second comic within that issue. On the cover, we have the Joker. He's sitting in one of his card-themed rooms with a card-themed carpet and a card-themed table and card-themed curtains and a card-themed chair with a little ugly Joker face pinned to the back that I know Batman has stolen at least one of to put in his trophy room. He's sitting in his yellow card-themed chair shooting at Batman and Robin, who have just appeared in his window. Also, his shadow is not right. It is not going the same way as all the other shadows in the room, and it's far too big. The only way he could have that shadow is if he held a floodlight between his feet, which he is clearly not doing unless his footstool is a floodlight. And this comic is called The Wizard of Words. So, we start out with the Joker laughing. We are told that this is melancholy, jeering laughter, and that the man doing it is a dealer of drollery and doom. The Joker sitting in one of his rooms with some of his thugs. I don't know how he's doing this, because last we heard of the Joker, Batman had beat him up extra bad and dumped him on the police steps. But I suppose we did get that newspaper in World's Finest comics about him escaping, so maybe that carries over to Batman continuity. Anyway, the Joker is sitting with his thugs, and laughing at a joke one of them just told. He's all, tell another, Slapsy. And Slapsy, who wears a bright orange suit, is all, wait till you hear this one, boss, it'll kill you. And Joker's all, the joke'll kill me? I'd rather not hear it then. You know, Slapsy, if I wanted to take you literally, it could be a threat on my life. And Slapsy's all, oh no, boss, I didn't mean it. And the Joker, who I guess is still kind of sane, is all, yeah, yeah, I get that. But you know, slang is weird. If people actually did the things they said they would in slang, they'd commit all types of crimes. Like this, I assume, commonly used at the time slang. I'll mow you down. All this speculating about slang gives the Joker an idea. He snaps and he's all, this is tremendous, only something that could be thought of by the Joker. Then he turns to all his thugs and he's like, Slapsy and others, go out and get me some baking dough, a picture frame, some firecrackers, and a bunch of barrels of red paint. And the next day, the Joker puts his tremendous idea into action. He sends a note to a banker that says, I hear you like money. Perhaps you will be pleased when I crown you with dough. Signed, The Joker. The banker's kind of excited. He's like, the Joker's gonna give me a bunch of money? Later that day, the banker is walking down the street when he passes a window, and the Joker pops out of the window and throws a hunk of dough on him. Then he laughs and he's all, Cover you with dough? I didn't mean money. I meant real baking dough. And then he laughs more and runs away. He's also not wearing his lipstick in this panel. Which is a shame because they've been doing well with the lipstick recently, and they've even colored in his eye bags, even if they aren't always blue. Later that day, the district attorney, who does look a lot like Lee Benson, but it's never actually stated that it's him, so it probably is, gets a letter that's all, I don't like you. I'm going to commit a crime and frame you for it. Signed, The Joker. Probably Lee Benson is all, he can't get away with that. He can't frame me. 
But the next day, when his secretary walks into the office, she finds him hanging up on the wall in a frame. He's all, the Joker framed me, just not in the way I expected. Later, the mayor receives a similar message. This guy definitely is not Lee Benson. It's all, you'll find fireworks in your office when I start with you, the Joker. The mayor's all, fireworks? That means he's going to cause some sort of trouble. But when he walks into his office, he actually just gets a bunch of fireworks going off. He's all, oh, the Joker actually put fireworks in my office. All over town, newspapers report on these mad pranks. One of the guys reading it is like, fireworks? Picture frames? The Joker's gone crazy. And by that, he means more crazy. Dick Grayson, who is walking by with Bruce Wayne, also thinks the Joker has gone even more crazy. But Bruce is all, don't kid yourself. Anytime that baby starts clowning, he ends up with a crime. Bruce has decided to take the slang to heart as well, apparently. Is Bruce right, the comic asks us? Is there a calculating thread of evil winding through this pattern of mad mirth? Let's see. The next day, Commissioner Gordon gets a note. Ooh, an actual name character who's identified with his name. We can't really see what it says, but there's a line that they've made extra big for us. It says, paint the town red, the Joker. Commissioner Gordon is all, so he expects to have a rip-roaring time making whoopee, eh? Again, they've embraced the slang in this comic. Commissioner Gordon decides to send out more police than usual, just to make sure the Joker can't do anything. And when they go out, they find the Joker's thugs, easily. Except for they're not really causing trouble, they're just dumping paint everywhere. The police still chase them off, but they paint a good number of buildings red. And it's not only the men who are painting things red, the Joker flies over a bank in a plane, dumping red paint everywhere. He's all, ha ha, I warned them I would paint the town red, and I am, ha ha. Interestingly enough, this saying might come from a time when someone else, the Marquis of Waterford, and a group of his friends actually did paint the town of Melton Mowbray red. Although some say that is a myth and it actually comes from an old Irish ballad and refers to bonfires. Either way, that bank and a bunch of other buildings are now bright red. And over at Bruce Wayne's house, Batman thinks that this most recent prank at least has more to it. Here, he and Dick stand in the living room in their Batman and Robin costumes, although they do at least have the blinds closed. Batman's reading the newspaper. He's checking the list of buildings that got red paint on them during this whole thing. Robin's all, so the Joker's actually done all these pranks to cover up a crime? Batman's all, that's right. He reads off a list of what buildings were covered in red paint until he comes to the bank. Then he snaps his fingers and is all, he must be doing something to that bank. So he and Robin go fetch the bat plane. But this time, instead of just seeing them run through the tunnels, we get a whole nice section of the tunnels under the Wayne home. We start out with the Wayne home. Inside it, there's a secret laboratory, as well as a secret elevator, which goes down into the dirt and connects to a repair and workshop, as well as a Batmobile garage, which is pictured with two Batmobiles in it, an ugly, creepy one, and one that looks a little better, but might just be the ugly, creepy one from an angle where we can't see the ugly, creepy face. That leads into the Batplane hangar, which has a large Batplane with the creepy face, 
and a smaller bat playing with the creepy face. That connects to an almost vertical tunnel that they use a winch to pull the bat planes and cards out of that comes up into the old disguised barn. I didn't know they had three bat planes. The whole thing is covered with a layer of at least 30 feet of reinforced concrete. That all looks great, Batman, but where's your trophy room? I'm sure they'll show it next time. Batman and Robin let the winch inside the old barn pull them up and then they take off into the sky. Batman's all, I've had too many tussles with that guy to stop me from playing my hunch. And on the top of the bank, Batman is right. The Joker's stomping around in the red paint. He's all, my scheme worked. I used all those stupid pranks to cover up for what I'm doing now. He stomps so hard that a piece of the roof falls in. And he's like, I mixed that red paint with acid, so now the roof of the bank is weak. He and the thugs all drop down from the ceiling. The Joker hits the one guy inside guarding all the money, and then they start looting everything. But they don't get long to, because that's when Batman and Robin drop through the hole as well. Batman's all, well, well. Certainly looks like I called my shot this time, Robin. The Joker's all, Batman and Robin. He's so surprised, he drops his money and loses his lipstick. Batman kicks him in the jaw and is all, just dropped in to make a deposit right on your chin. Robin picks up a big bag of money and smacks the thug in the face with it. He's all, looking for money? How about some hard cash? But then one of the guys pulls out a gun. Batman's all, oh no, I have to do something. So he picks up a fire extinguisher and throws it towards the thug. It really looks like it's going to hit Robin, but it must have been drawn in a strange perspective because Robin has time to duck out of the way and the man is hitting the gut with a fire extinguisher. Batman and Robin keep beating everyone up, but what they don't see is the Joker reaching for the fire extinguisher. He gets it and he starts blowing it in Batman's face. Batman's all, my eyes, my eyes. And then the Joker hits Robin with it too. Now Batman and Robin are taken out. But before the Joker and his zugs can do anything, they hear the sound of a police siren in the background. They're all, oh no, the police, run away. Except for one of them. He's all, no wait, I want to shoot Batman first. But the Joker's like, no, not with the police already on our trail. Get moving. He says the police must have tripped the silent alarm. When the police get there, it's only Batman and Robin. Batman still can't see anything, and Robin's just waking up. He's like, holy smoke, Batman, what happened here? And Batman's all, the Joker. The police guy's all, ha, looks like he got the better of you this time. Batman's like, yeah, but next time, I'm taking the Joker for a one-way ride to jail. Back with the Joker, he's sitting in his chair, reading the paper. And one of his dogs, Slapsy, goes up to him and he's all, Joker, I don't get it. Why couldn't we shoot Batman? But Joker's all, no. Anyone can kill with a gun. But I'm not anyone. I'm the Joker. When I kill Batman, it's gonna be unique. It's gonna be with imagination. But you're right, though. I probably should kill Batman before he gets me. Then he starts thinking up a trap. A fatal trap for Batman. See, the Joker doesn't want to use guns against Batman. Probably because he knows Batman will call him yellow. Over in the Wayne home, Bruce and Dick are playing checkers when they get a radio transmission. It's another message from the Joker. This time the Joker has vowed to make hot news by setting the world on fire. Bruce and Dick ponder for a minute. 
Bruce is all, normally set the world on fire would mean fame, but the Joker's doing this thing where he takes all the sayings literally. Dick is like, if he sets the world on fire, it will be hot news. But then Bruce gets it. He's all, hot news? The Gotham World. It's a newspaper that just moved from an old building to a new, modern, fireproof skyscraper. They run off to the old building that actually probably could be set on fire. They stake it out for a few minutes, but then they start worrying that maybe the Joker actually means he's going to set the other new building on fire. That would be pretty impressive. Even gypsum walls in that building would be raided for an hour, as long as they have fire doors. Robin's all, you know what? We can just split up and check both buildings. I'll go to the new building, and you investigate this old fire trap. So Batman sneaks into the building. There's enough light in it for him to cast a very cool bat shadow on the walls and ceiling. But the Joker must have seen that. He comes up behind Batman and clocks him with the back of his gun. He's all, come into my trap, said the Joker to the Batman. Then he laughs, a new appropriate variation on an old saying. I have no idea what that saying is, but someone might get it. The Joker's thugs drag Batman off, and as he goes, Batman's all, Boy, oh boy, am I a prize sap. The Joker's all, No, no, Batman, you're very smart. No one but you could have figured out my cryptic message. I respect your talent so much. In fact, because of that, I'm going to take you for a spin. But instead of the Joker driving him anywhere, he just gets his thugs to attach him to this giant gyroscope. He's all, I promised you a spin. Ha ha, get it? Then he turns on the gyroscope and Batman starts whirring around so fast. Then it starts whirring even faster until we can't even see Batman attached to the gyroscope. The Joker laughs and laughs. He's all, in a few moments, your blood will hit your brain with such pressure you'll go mad. No, I don't think that's what that does, Joker. I think that just kills him. But after a moment of consideration, the Joker turns off the gyroscope. He's like, no, this is too undignified of a death for Batman. I'm going to have to kill him in a much better way. Batman toddles off the gyroscope. And in the panel, we see four Jokers. For a minute, I thought the Joker's henchman had dressed up as him, but actually, we're just seeing what Batman sees. He's so dizzy, he's seeing four of the Joker. The Joker's all, I have a better idea than just spinning you around, Batman. I'm gonna make you walk the road to success. He takes Batman over to the road to success, which is just a board between two raised platforms with a giant fire beneath. He's all, you walk straight across that board, Batman, or you'll fall in the fire. He takes out a giant needle-looking pole and pokes Batman until he starts walking across the board. Of course, Batman is still extremely dizzy, although this dizziness has cut down from seeing four people to just seeing three. He can barely walk on the beam. It looks like he's gotten about two steps when something hits the Joker in the hand. He's all, ow! And then who do we see swinging in from the side attached to a crane hook? But Robin with his slingshot. It's been a while since we saw the slingshot. He swings over and starts beating up the Joker's thugs. He throws at least one over the side. Ooh, that guy's gonna burn to death. The Joker doesn't like this. He decides he's gonna cheat on the road to success. He grabs the end of Batman's board and starts shaking it. Now Batman's gonna fall off. And he does right towards the fire. He goes down and down and then Robin swoops in on his chain and grabs Batman out of the air with his legs. They swing up to one of the platforms and Batman's all, 
Thanks for saving my life, Robin. Someday, I'll do the same for you. Batman, you save him way more than he saves you. Robin knows this too, he's all, don't mention it. The Joker decides now that Batman's actually free, now is the time to run away. Now that he has his balance, he says, he'll be after us with vengeance in his eyes. And in his fists, yells a thug, running after the Joker. But Batman isn't pursuing them yet. He has to recover first. He's still pretty dizzy, but he isn't actually physically hurt. Except for his pride, he says. The next day, the Joker is back to his old pranks. In a essay office in the financial district, one of the people there is reading the paper. He's all, one of our clients just discovered some gold. I'm worried he might attempt to steal it if he brings samples to me. But another guy there assures him, don't worry. Nobody's going to look at him. They don't even know what he looks like. And he's going to be carrying the gold in a plain satchel. What they don't know is the Joker is in the next office over, eavesdropping with a dictaphone. A dictaphone is a recorder. He's all, hmm, it'll be hard for me to pick out the right satchel on that train. Unless... Ah, I've had another one of my brilliant ideas. The next day, the guy who was reading a paper receives a note. It's all, I think I'll be able to find the right satchel. After all, money talks. Signed, The Joker. The paper reading guy is all, oh no, I have to notify Batman. And the other is like, what does he mean money talks? We'll soon find out. Later that day, at the train station, we see a perfectly ordinary man walk on the train carrying some little device. I say he's a perfectly ordinary man because his face looks like an ordinary guy, but we can clearly see that he's wearing Joker colors. As he walks down the train, the little device in his hand starts to squeak. He moves it closer to one guy's bag and he's all, I knew it, the money would talk. And he rips off his makeup and he's the Joker. He's like, this instrument caused a chemical frequency in the gold and signaled. This sounds stupid, but it is actually plausible. Metal detectors can pick up gold when they're tuned to 14 kilohertz. Other metals are more like three or seven. So yeah, the Joker could totally have a metal detector that just detects gold. The Joker takes his freshly detected gold and runs to the back of the train. Or he has his own little attached hand car. He jumps on it and disconnects it from the train and starts pumping himself away. When suddenly, coming from the other direction, the Batmobile with Batman on top of it. Probably driven by Robin. Batman's all, I trapped you this time, Joker. But he hasn't. The Joker is able to switch rails and get onto another track. Batman's all, that's not gonna work. And then he jumps straight off the top of the Batmobile onto the Joker's little hand car and they start fighting. They fight for just a little bit before a terrible spine-chilling wail. Another train whistle. It's coming up right behind them, thundering down the track and onto the hand car. Batman and the Joker both jump off the handcar, off a bridge and into the water below while the handcar is smashed. Oh, I wish that had been the Joker, though. It is one of my greatest wishes to see the Joker run over by a train. The Joker manages to get out of the water first and runs away from Batman. But he expresses similar but opposite sentiments to me. He's all, Batman, did you have to live through that? And Batman's all, as long as you're alive, I'll be around. Okay, but what if he dies? What if he's crushed by a train, though? The Joker, sad as it is, is able to take his untrained, crushed body to a military camp. 
which is actually pretty close by. He knocks out the guarding watchman and unties this barrage balloon. A barrage balloon is actually a type of blimp that sits in the air above a city, and then if enemy aircrafts come around next to it, they get caught in all its wires. The Joker's gonna catch himself in the wires, too. He starts climbing up one as the balloon floats away. Batman's just in time to jump on one of the wires, too. And then they climb all the way up to the top of the barrage balloon, where they fight. They fight in the middle of the sky for a bit until Batman gets a really good punch in with a crack. The Joker goes, oh, oh, and falls off the barrage balloon. 3,000 feet down into a river, his body drops like a stone. Afterward, the balloon loses some air and eventually gets tangled in a tree. Robin tracks it down and comes to get Batman, and Batman's all... There's no way the Joker could have lived through that fall. This is the one time the Joker went into a crime that was over his head. And Robin Dell, yes. In fact, right now, he's drowning his sorrows. And we can take that word for word. But, the comic asks us, is the Joker dead at last? Or is this jesting criminal genius alive? Alive and laughing. Laughing in unholy glee as his distorted brain spawns new villainies. Only time can tell. Except for me, I can tell you, I can tell you right now, the Joker's alive. Of course he's alive, he's always alive. This is getting disappointing. Why can't he just be run over by a train? Yeah, I know I'm going on about that, like I'm an old-timey silent film villain and the Joker's a damsel in distress. I really want it to happen. The end.